Hello and welcome to Breaking Down Bad Books, a podcast analysing trashy bestsellers from a literary perspective. Following my breakdown of Stephanie Meyer's Twilight, I'll be digging deep into the raunchy Twilight fanfic turned erotic romance, Fifty Shades of Grey. Although I'm not sure romance is the best word to use. Join me every Monday and Friday for chapter by chapter analysis of the book that Salman Rushdie said made Twilight look like war and peace. You can listen on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts, or visit breakingdownbadbooks.com for all the listen links and contact information. I have a feeling that it's going to get awkward, but let's get through this together. Happy reading! This is where the gaslighting gets really good. My nickname around these parts is Dead Weight. I haven't been considering scissor. I'm prepared to travel in time. We were deep into an Adam Sandler rabbit hole in this podcast. How did that happen? A lifetime of Hallmark. Well, hello, everybody. It is your favorite day of the week. It is time for another episode of A Lifetime of Hallmark, where we talk about your favorite movies on both Lifetime and the Hallmark Channel and try to make sense of them. I am Les Kirkendall Barrett. Hello, Jason Bowers. Hello, Les Kirkendall Barrett. And hello, Kirk Fitzpatrick. Hello, Les Kirkendall Barrett, and hello, Jason Bowers. So we're here, and it's really cool because the movie that we're talking about, trilogy, I guess, what would you call it? You, the you, winter? You, you had the cut winter. out there just a little bit, but I said, I believe what you're saying is this is part of a trilogy. Yes. Oh, so so the movie that we are talking about today is what is the third part of a trilogy. And believe it or not, Hallmark actually pulled it off. Don't you don't you think? I do, I do. Yeah. Yeah. Did we watch the other the other two movies? We did. I don't remember. Yeah. I think I think I might remember uh a movie about people being in a lodge. So mm-hmm. I guess that's it. Plus now the guy's bald. He wasn't he wasn't bald before, right? No. In no. fact, well, when I when I looked up the so the movie is One Perfect Wedding from Hallmark and when I went looked it up and you know like Google fills in the search results, it put One Perfect Wedding why is the guy bald? Like that was one of the top searched items. And I was going to read that article because I like to keep up on current events. Um <laughs> <laughs> so what was the story? Why was he why was he bald? What's what's going on here? It, but what I saw is that it was a COVID haircut. That that's what they're saying. Okay. But the thing is, this is one of my complaints about Hallmark movies. And I don't know if you guys have ever noticed this, but a lot of the guys in the Hallmark movies have hair pieces. And you can tell that they're hair pieces. You've mentioned mm-hmm. that before. I feel like that's only the older men, the older, like the, you know, the, the sort of, uh, uh, more esteemed been around there, been around the block, uh, soap actors that they get in these movies. Uh, they'll have them wearing a piece, but I don't think I've seen it with the guys, but maybe I just don't recognize I've noticed. because I mean, was this guy. So first of all, the guy with his head shaved, he's very attractive. I think yeah. he's more attractive now than the other movies. I feel about the and, same. And and so um, I wonder if that meant that he was wearing a hairpiece in the other movies. Maybe. I don't remember him too vividly from the other movies. And if I'm being completely honest, the, the, uh, the, 
the white couple at the center of these movies isn't as interesting to me to watch just from an mm-hmm. acting and just sort of like magnetism perspective as the 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 black couple in the movie. Right. But yeah, see, see, I vaguely remember this. The lodge they had like a oh and weren't they yeah, and like he, yeah, and they were friends, and that their 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 friends got together. And right. The first just, one, like, yeah. the first one was one winter weekend, and the premise of that one was these two female best friends are going away on a ski trip because uh, one of mm-hmm. them has to take some photos for something, and one's gonna write her book and then they accidentally get double booked with these two guys that book the same cabin right wow. right okay and because uh, i remember we definitely watched the second one because mm-hmm. that was yeah. one of the movies that at the end the woman didn't give up her job to stay with the guy yeah, because he was a doctor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hmm. the second one centered more on the other couple, or at least yeah. they, they they carried you know equal weight in the movie. It was a little bit more about them getting together. Well, yeah, I'll tell you, I've had a lot of medication this last year, and I think the medication, as far as my memory, it ate the parts of my memory that was about those two movies. It specifically obliterated those. I don't think either, like, I don't remember (laughs) us hating on either movie. I don't remember them being particularly memorable either, though. Well, I gotta say, this one, out of all three, was actually the best one. I agree, and I have a theory as to why. I'd like to hear it. Well, what we have always complained about with uh, specifically the Hallmark movies more than anything is that there often aren't a lot of stakes and not that there were stakes in this movie, but because we've seen these characters for a while now and we know a little bit about their backstory and this movie wasn't just spinning his wheels to play the same beats of Hallmark movies, we actually got to know the characters a little bit and actually invest in them as people a little bit. So it made the whole the whole exercise more enjoyable. And they had a deadline which was like a deadline deadline, which which was a realistic deadline as far as we got to get this done and we got to get this done now mm-hmm. or else. Yeah. Right. Well, what was unusual, too, is they they were together in the beginning. Mm-hmm. I mean, both couples were together in the beginning of the movie. Yeah. There, we don't see that. Yeah. There was no there. There was no fake obstacles in terms of, oh, we're going to have some stupid fight in the third act of the movie so that we can only make up and fall in love. Like we didn't even have to go through that. Right. And I learned that I am not the only one who crosses my sevens. I cross my seven. Oh, yeah. I've seen that. Which plays hmm. into a big yeah. which becomes an important part of the movie. Weirdly, a plot point. <laughs> right? Oh, yeah. Anyway, well, before we I get drama. started, do we have any any Angela Black China news? Doing a piece Angela of Black. China. 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 I'm talking China. The Black China Report. Here's Kurt Fitzpatrick. Well, I couldn't find any current Black China news, but I started thinking about how has Black China dealt with the pandemic in the last year. And that led me to finding an article from a year ago from dailymail.co.uk, a reliable source. 
and this was an exclusive they released uh, that said that Black China refuses to go without her glam squad during the coronavirus lockdown, as she's seen arguing and crying on the phone after leaving a bank. Um, Black China has refused to go without her glam squad during the coronavirus lockdown in L.A. and is having her beauty entourage quarantine with her, DailyMail.com has learned. The 31-year-old model and entrepreneur was spotted out and about on Tuesday, accompanied by two men who work for her Lashed Lashed Cosmetics line, both wearing Lashed logo shirts. While the rest of us can't get to our regular beauty appointments thanks to the economic shutdown, China was flaunting some impressive pink stiletto nails, a source told DailyMail.com. She's got this quarantine thing right, locked down with beauty experts. The mother of two is making a quick trip to a bank near her $3 million Woodland home, Hills, California home. But when she emerged from the building, she was crying and arguing with someone on the phone. The day before, China was slammed online for charging fans $950 for a video chat on FaceTime w- with her and $250 for a follow back on Instagram, even offering four interest-free installments for those who can't afford to pay it all up front. Pay with Klarna. That's from a year ago. Okay, so uh, China was seen on Tuesday morning dressed in a Defy Sporting Goods anti-rip romper and a Lumi Luxury Chanel-inspired rabbit fur fanny pack. She had to wait her turn outside the bank due to mandatory social distancing rules, sitting on a curb (laughs) as she waited to enter photo show. Abiding by Los Angeles uh, County orders, she had to put on a mask before entering the building. Despite... Uh, seeming fine before entering the bank. When she left, she was arguing loudly with someone on her iPhone. She even had tears coming down her face, the source said. They added, whoever China was yelling over the phone as she left the bank was getting an earful. She may be small, but she is fierce. On Monday, uh, fans were outraged when details of China's new money-making venture emerged on her website, and they didn't hold back on the comments section of her Instagram. Who TF you think you is trying to charge these naive folks for a follow back? Came one comment. You is, you know, is you going broke? 250 for a follow back. TF wrong with you, one person wrote. Um, also on Monday, this is a, a year ago, it was reported that her ex, Rob Kardashian, and, fa- and father of a three year old daughter, Dream, filed court papers in which she claimed she threatened him with a, with a gun on multiple occasions when they were together. So that's actually like half the article. We could stop there. That's a good end point. Uh, well, we can so about five was this before OnlyFans? Uh, no. I, well, did, did I mention OnlyFans there? No, I think if, was, if I if I uh, recall, because yeah. I remember us doing this story back back then. If I recall, I this, this is I've heard elements of this because they they always recap five other stories to fill out one story. Um, right. I feel like this is around the time that celebrities started getting on OnlyFans because that wasn't really a celebrity okay. thing for a while. Okay. Right. Because that's why I was it's a asking. That's why I was right. asking because they didn't mention OnlyFans and now it was before to that. today where she is one of the top earners on OnlyFans. It was the simpler yeah. time. It's a throwback, <laughs> definitely. We, it's a it's a throwback, and we get to see the evolution of uh, Black China. And like see, I said, no. also we get we get so, we get to see how she's been dealing in, in the you know her quarantine in the, right. for, for the last year pandemic. Right. And in about eight 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 years or so, people are going to open up the time capsule of this podcast, and they're going to listen to this. They're going to be like, "This is back like when MySpace had the top eight, right? Yeah. Well, 
Now get this. Oh, I forgot about that. So I am on Clubhouse, Mm -hmm. which is the new social media thing. And Jason's on it now as well because I invited him. I'm not because I'm an Android. Black China is a big fixture on Clubhouse. And the way that, so what Clubhouse is, is basically they're different topics. You can host a room. I host a room myself um, about the Bravo channel, but anybody can host a room. And Black China hosts rooms about being an entrepreneur. And, you know, actually, and I've actually gone to a couple. They aren't bad. Have you asked questions? I have not. Black China's rooms are normally like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people. I'd still raise my hand less. You just got to try. And and also, I always like stop by Black China's room when I'm on my way to another room. So normally I have to leave. Okay. But but she gives like a lot of she has like a lot of entrepreneurial rooms which when you think about it i would listen to her obviously she's doing something right yeah we can't stop talking about her you need to raise your hand less and ask her to be on the podcast i absolutely well no that's my goal my yeah. goal and i've told you guys guys this my goal is to meet black china on clubhouse that is my goal that's my that is my goal for the rest of the year yeah, we need to have her uh, come on the show. I've been doing her news reports. I don't even know how long. Right. Right. And it's like, you know, Black China, we speak favorably of you. We we like you. We always say good things. So yep. we... And I'm the... Yeah, and I'm the only journalist um, nationwide mm-hmm. who only covers black china i don't cover any other any other news story I, I, right i don't know that 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 is true i don't know that it's not true but i don't know that that is necessarily true there might be others i think that's a very very bold claim to make kurt well i would say it's a it's even if there are others it's got to be a narrow group of people well <laughs> And we always, we always speak favorably of Black China. We do. We do. Always. So, no, that is my goal for the rest of 2021 is to meet Black China on Clubhouse. Oh, okay. And, and I will step it up. My other goal is to meet her and get her on this show. Yes. And yes. We, would have a very, we would have a Black China-centric episode. At 100%. We can do whatever she oh, yeah. wants. We don't have to talk about a movie, or we could. Right. We would have to get her, I think, to watch a Lifetime movie, though. I don't think she'd watch a Hallmark. I would love to know her opinion on a Hallmark movie, though. I really, truly yeah. would. Actually, that is true. That that, 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 that is true. Yeah, yeah. yeah that, that, would, that, would, that would be interesting. They should put her in a Hallmark movie. 100%. Well, I mean, it's so funny that you mentioned that because what after talking to Nina, to Nina Weinman, um, a few episodes ago, I've been like more observant about the movies because as she talked about how mm-hmm. they were really trying to change. And during this movie, I noticed that uh, I guess this weekend there's going to be a Latin themed movie and they were heavily promoting it. 
yeah. heavily. Ooh. Yeah. The guy in the movie is really cute, too. I was like, oh, hello. Yeah, he really is. Yeah. <laughs> he really is. I see the Irish one. They had yep. commercials for the Irish one where they're yeah. like a speed dating. And mm-hmm. yeah. The guy from Down Abbey. Is the, uh, is the actress, was that Joanna Garcia? I think it was. I love her. I don't know who that is. She looks a little bit like Amy Adams. Oh, I like Amy Adams. But yeah. Yeah, and it's the guy, yeah, the guy, and the guy from, from Downton Abbey. I wonder if, now, Nina is a writer of these Hallmark movies. I wonder if she has any, cat not casting, she can't casting approval, but I wonder if she has any, like, casting input. I doubt it. Like a wish list. I doubt it, unless she's a producer no. on them as well. I, um, I don't think that's how it works, at least not with these movies. Um, Cause she even or, said like with the, with the pandemic last year, she normally likes to go on set to be there the first week. But the fact that she says she normally likes to, that doesn't mean she gets to right. they, like, if Not she, if she, if she had enough yeah. input to be giving casting notes, then she probably would have had to have been there on set. Oh, okay. Or, or yeah. I wonder, I wonder if she at least gets to kind of hint. Well, as I, I, Based on things she's told us before, I get the impression that a lot of times, like when it's the bigger names, like the, the of the Hallmark world, like the Dan Danica McKellers and stuff, that usually mm-hmm. the network has the the actor or actress attached, and then they put the right. writer to like shape the project based on that. Right. Yeah, that I would makes really. Sense. Yeah, I definitely. If I was in her position, I would definitely try to push some actors. I try to get like Eric Estrada and. Pia Zadora as the leads. I, I, I would cast me as Bink, as, uh, Bink uh, what's his name, Bink Williams, yeah. not Bink Jackson. Yeah. Right. Yeah, you would be in the movie. Right. All kinds of stuff. I don't know. I'd make it an epic. It'd be like a cast of thousands. <laughs> right. Or Jack Hay would be in every movie. Oh, my God. Jack yes. Hay could be in it. Yeah. Anybody, anybody, anybody brings up, I would just say yes to. Right. <laughs> Well, shall we start talking about this yes. movie? Okay, you guys, sure. I need a favor. Okay. So I watched the very beginning of the movie one day and wrote it in one notebook. And then I watched the after the first 10 minutes, I started up again today, but I can't find my first notebook with the very, very beginning. Okay. So can you guys talk about the very beginning? And I will I will start chiming in when I when they get to the part. Where they have, um, where they have ten days to plan a wedding. Okay, so so every Hallmark movie essentially. Okay, I don't know where that is. That could be anywhere. Okay, I guess it's ten days before the end. Yeah, well, I, I could begin if you'd like. I have some uh, yeah. notes here. Go for it. Well, the film is called One Perfect Wedding, but is it? Were they being ironic with the title? Well, the fir- the first oh. movie was called this, and I actually thought the title of this was dumb because it didn't match the naming scheme of the others because the first right, one was right. one winter weekend then it was one winter proposal why wouldn't this be one winter wedding unless there was already a hallmark movie with winter wedding and possibly time. yeah possibly okay so we begin in seattle and a woman is walking down the street she's the lead woman her name is kara and she looks into a window and she sees the book that she wrote. And it's called uh, The Girl Who Lost Her Path. Mm-hmm. Ooh, so that's the yeah. name of her. 
that's the name of her book that she that she wrote. That's exciting. And uh, and then then we then we uh, then we go to a TV studio. Well, so she's uh, on the phone with her agent Renee, and they're discussing oh, okay. some European book tour that she's going to need to go on real soon. Okay, yeah, because she could be an international bestseller. Yeah. Right. So then we go to a TV studio. And um, a man is being interviewed. This is this is the guy we're talking about with a bald head now. Yeah, newly bald Ben. Ben. Yeah, he's got a newly bald head. Ben. Very disconcerting to the uh, audience at home. And he's being interviewed about uh, uh, he's he's being interviewed about selling snowboards, right? Yeah, and from guy. which one of the other movies that was a big plot point is uh, his snowboard company. Oh, Don't you remember, Kurt? That was the the movie where the uh, when the, he and Kara like got together, it's because she suggested putting a ponytail hole in the the helmet. Yes. Oh yeah, I, I do kind of remember that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Did that work? It did in the movie. Okay. Yeah, I do kind of remember that. Yeah, I think I was mocking that. Yes. Well, that'll teach me. What comes around goes around. I can't remember it. Okay, so here we go. So he said so this uh, man is interviewing the snowboarding guy, but then uh, then the show ends. Not, not not the movie, but the the show that they're filming, the talk show ends, and then then the uh, the interview guy is talking to a snowboarding guy, which is Ben, and he, uh, and he's saying, "Well, I guess you're not going to get married or something. You're having cold feet. You're, you've been delaying the wedding," and the woman is like standing right behind them. She hears what they're saying. But the wedding is still on. Yeah, because he was talking in the interview about how he's going to be building a new factory in Asia and how he has to go live over there for a little bit. Yes. Right. We got some diversity here. The uh, the guy who's um, interviewing is an Asian man. Mm-hmm. There you go. Kudos. Um, okay, so now we're outside. Apparently it was raining that day when they had to shoot because they're walking with an um, with an umbrella. And uh, the couple, this is Ben and Kara, and they're, they're talking about that uh, Kara's got to go on a European tour, and Ben's got to go somewhere else. Japan, right? Yeah, he's he's got to go to Japan. Build his factory. He's got to build his factory. So Ben said he can't wait any longer. He just can't wait. They got to get married now. Yeah. And I think they should slow down. But this has been right. going like this is actually very slow for a Hallmark movie because in the the universe of these movies they met two years ago. Oh yeah, that's I, like like she's like an old maid. Yeah. Um, Hallmark movies. I don't know what their relationship is here. Uh, there's already one engaged. point in this movie. What's that? They're already engaged. They got engaged in the last movie. Well, it's a little weird because later on in the movie they're not sharing. They're not. I don't think they're sharing a room in this hotel it's later Hallmark. on. He ha- he changes his shirt and won't change his shirt in front of her. He has to go in the bathroom to change his shirt. <laughs> but she but made- in uh, true the new Hallmark fashion, they do have the door open while he's doing it, and we do get like a slight glimpse of shirtlessness. Yeah. You get a little like peep show kind of thing. Yeah, and also what I liked about these movies is uh, one of the movies had Ben and the other guy Sean both shirtless in a sauna together. Remember that, Les? Yes, I do. Yeah, <laughs> no, I don't remember that. Yeah. Yes, I do. 
All right. There's like, okay. So then it's nighttime. Now this is when we see um, their friend, Kara's friend, Megan. They've been friends from childhood. And where are they now? They're, they're inside somewhere. Anyway, they're talking about, they're doing like a FaceTime with Sean. Now I assume Sean must've had COVID. The actor had COVID That's what or something. I was thinking yeah. too. Cause at first, at first I was like, at first I was wondering, well, is he American? And so what, you know, like, is he American and not able to go over the border? That's what so I thought it that? was. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. I thought it was but that. He's not. he's not American. No, I, I pulled a Kirk Fitzpatrick and looked it up and no, he's Canadian. It's also oh, okay. possible. He was off somewhere working on something that. else. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, and like in the in between shooting uh, shots of the other of of uh, some other movie, he just yeah, because he filmed all his stuff was just uh, was like filmed was shown on a phone or yeah. on a computer. He and he was a you know not as integral part of the movie uh, had he been you know face to face in scenes, but he he had a major part of the movie that clearly had to be tailored to the fact that he couldn't be there. But yeah. the cool thing is is that it's actually very current. It's yeah. very current to yeah, like totally. talk to someone on, you know, because of our the times that we're in, it's very current to talk to someone like on Zoom or whatever. So it actually fit right in and worked. I actually I'll thought when that. the movie first started, I thought, oh, he's going to show up eventually. I did too. Never. I didn't. I thought this is, this is the way it's going to be. I could do a movie like that. If someone wants to hire me to be in a movie, I don't have to go anywhere, just stay home. I like that. I mean, let's be honest. We we would do the movie even if we did uh, have to go somewhere. Yeah, if I had to go there, and anything I had to do, but just make it easier and easier. Yeah. There's plenty uh, of movies where I'm not there at all. So, I mean. The- <laughs> because you weren't cast in them. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not in them at all. And that's, that's the easiest thing. Yeah. I, w- I, I, you know, I was not in Citizen Kane. It just didn't happen. No, no. Uh, the movie Nomadland, not there at all. Um, <laughs> I feel like movie credits should just list who's not in the movie. No, no, no. I'm in the return. I'm, I'm in the trial of Chicago 7. I, I was an extra. So, there you go. Um. And we just won a SAG cast award. I was gonna, I was gonna say that to the end of the show, but oh, look at you, Kurt! You're in like award-winning yeah. films. Yeah, I won a SAG award. Do, do you I get to share in that win? I mean, technically, you are in the cast. It's the background cast, but it's still the cast of that it's movie, and that is a SAG award. Like it's for members yeah. of the guild. So I think technically, you could share in that win. I'm putting that on the resume, Kurt. How are you? All right. Right. This is great. I, I'm glad I brought this up now. I was going to share it to the I was going to save it to the end. I could bring it up again at the end if we'd like. Um, anyway, <laughs> so that's what happens there. So, uh, yeah, they're talking to Sean on this on their phone or one of those contraptions that the kids have these days. That, like an Etch-A-Sketch. All right. So um, then uh, Kara walks in and she she announces she's getting married. That's exciting. But they're going to get married at a courthouse. Yeah, they're going to elope the next day. They're going to elope at the courthouse. So then the ladies get get their outfits on, and um, um, uh, Kara thinks she's afraid they may be rushing things. She has a lot of doubts. Right. I noticed. I wasn't quite sure if if this couple was going to work. Well, that that was the the – 
my only real beef with this movie is that they were still trying to throw in that that uh, like unnecessary obstacle to get the couple together like oh she's starting to question whether or not he's being secretive with her the entire right day. and and that annoyed me too because it's like you know what dummy maybe he's planning a surprise for you idiot <laughs> also like secretive. It, it's not like I'm this not couple was one to like truly keep stuff from each other just ask him right. like hey right. i'm yeah. i'm feeling a little uneasy can we talk here and why is he keeping stuff like I'm no Dr. Joyce Brothers, but I are you sure? Kind of questions. Well, well, he was keeping it for a good reason. He it was just the fact that it, he wasn't sure if it was even going to work out. That's why he was keeping it quiet. Oh yeah, yeah. But even oh, oh, I, oh, I will okay. say, so in his relationship, what he was okay. keeping the secret. The, he the secret he was keeping though was a really dumb thing to keep a secret with, from your partner. Because ultimately, yeah. it, when, uh, all, like if you're getting married, that's going to p- affect your partner's finances. It's going to affect your availability. Yeah. It's going to affect a lot of things that she should have been privy to as he was going down this path. Sure. I agree. We'll find out what that is later in the show. But yes, kind of dumb. That's a problem. Yeah, for, as she kept saying, oh, he's being secretive. He takes his secrets. I, secrets. All right, so then, next thing you know, this couple, Ben and Kara, they're all decked out, and they're walking down the street. They're headed to the courthouse. And um, their friend, Megan, they dragged her along. She's taking pictures. Anything she can do for them, they accept. She's doing it. And then her dad calls. Kara's dad calls. And and Kara hasn't even told her dad. All there is is secrets and lies and horrifying things are going on. <laughs> and so <laughs> they just decide. Oh, sorry. Um, so they just decide. Was that Kara's dad uh, calling him? Yes, that was, that, that was him calling. He wanted to know what else is being kept from him. Yeah. Um, by the way, did he have a hairpiece on? He has something going on. He, he might. Have just for men. On. He had just for men or something. Yeah. Just for dad. And so they decide at that moment, look, we have to wait. This is a mess. This is a disaster. We, we have to wait to get married. Because can't, I can't answer the phone and tell Dad, hey, Dad, I'm headed to get married. You're not going to walk me down the aisle. So go F yourself. But she wouldn't say F. She'd actually say the word. Um, in a Hallmark movie, next, she would. And, well, it would be kind of like off camera. Like she, uh, you, you would know. You would know. You, you would know it was said. I, I would love it if, if a Hallmark movie just shocked us one day and just had like had had an F-bomb, like the bleep. Because sometimes when you're watching TV and they allow the F-bomb, but they bleep it like on a scripted show, it's more shocking than if they would just allow the word to, to cut through. Right. Yeah, they should do that. Yeah. A lot of ladies in the, in the Midwest would have a heart attack that night. Yeah. There's been a... <laughs> okay. So... What, what happens next? Okay, so then uh, Ben is playing chess with uh, what? Oh, Sean, and Sean's the guy you never see, and and Sean's on the Sean is on the computer screen, but they've got actual chess boards set up. So that's where I asked, does he have COVID? We went through that. So now here they are at night. It's they're in Seattle. The uh, Ben and Kara are having pizza, and they're talking about her book. And fans are clamoring for the, the third book in her trilogy. 
Now, is that some kind of reference, a little like a like a, a slight veiled reference to the fact that this in itself is a trilogy? Yeah, like a wink, wink, yeah. nudge. I, I nudge. don't even think that's veiled. <laughs> I think they're, they're hitting us over the head with the Hallmark crown. Being hit on the head? Yeah. Very heavy-handed, yeah. Um, oh, and he thinks secrets keep things exciting. But as we said, yeah, but not when it affects the finances of your partner, you dummy. <laughs> <laughs> then... Uh, the agent and Kara are having lunch, and uh, she's come up with a name for her new book. It's called The Girl Who Slipped Away. And the agent is such a fool, she buys it hook, line, and sinker. This, the whole thing with the agent bothered me a little bit, and I, I don't know a lot about the publishing world, uh, but mm-hmm. I would think that if you're the agent of the author – even though you want to make you know as much money as possible and get get the the author more work or whatever, like you're not going to be you're not going to be the one pushing your your client to like, hey, g- give me write something quick. I think it's going right. to be the publisher that's pushing for that. I think the publisher would right. be like, hey, we want another bestseller, make us some money. Because this yep. agent was like, get to work now. Yeah, she's like, I don't care if you're getting married. I'd like to add, it, it was it, it was it was an Asian agent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just, you know, just to point out the diversity, an Asian agent. Yeah, I like that. Or an agent. An agent. And, yeah, and, I and just and just so we don't get hate mail, Sometimes, I am half Asian. I'm the one that said that. <laughs> well, you know. People would send hate mail if they saw my notes because sometimes I don't know these people's names, so I just write. I, sometimes her character before I know her name was Kara, I just call her White. And uh, Asian and white are having lunch. <laughs> they're having lunch. And then their black that's friends a, walk, that, walk in. And that, this is you should notes. write children's like, books, Kurt. Yeah. <laughs> Asian, and, Asian, Asian and white, and, white and black were. <laughs> this, is like the, this is what I name these people. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Don't cancel us. I'm black. Don't no, us. no, no. Less I black. No. I, I'm I uh, I'm half white, half Asian. Less and I are both gay. Like there's there's a lot going on <laughs> diversity wise. Well, this I'm podcast. white, but I did ancestry.com. Well, for my mom, and she's one percent Jewish. So I got that. Really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah we found out. <laughs> So anyway, so we have a lot of diversity going on here. Now, now we're kudos in his us. business. Yeah. What's that? I said kudos us. Oh, yeah. It yeah. was a weird thing. We were sort of congratulating <laughs> ourselves on just right. existing well, in the not? way that we do. Okay. So then, then we're in his place of business. So the place is called Charmed. I don't know what they sell. Is this, it was this, a this snowboard is a company. Snowboard? Yeah, okay, and by the way, by the way, so Charmed is actually turns out to be a wink, wink, nudge, nudge. And I'll tell you when later. Oh. 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 Was, it, was there a TV show called Charmed? Is that where you're going with this? Yes, it was about three sexy witches. And it's oh, there's what? a revival on now, isn't there? Yes. So, so the reboot. Sean Doherty? So, so, the first, so the first Charmed is about three sexy witches, Alyssa Milano, Shannon Doherty, and um, who played Piper? Um, was that Rose McGowan uh, or was that? Um, no, Rose no. McGowan was the replacement. Oh. So, so what happened? Holly Marie is, Combs. Holly Marie Combs, because it was 
because it was Phoebe, Prue, and Piper. And then what happened is um, when Shannon Doherty got fired, one of the sisters left. So so Prue left, and she was replaced by their unknown sister that they didn't know that they had, Paige. Oh. Yeah. But now Charmed is, is, has been rebooted with three sexy Latina witches. And so Ooh. now their names are Maggie. So I think it's like Megan, Maggie, and another, and Melanie. I am pretty sure, if this is the show I'm thinking of, I'm pretty sure I know the creators of the the reboot. Because I, I uh, if, oh, if, if if it's uh, Amy Raritan and Jessica O'Toole, I, I was in improv class with them years ago at the Groundlings. Like, you mm-hmm. know, level one Groundlings. And, like, we were friendly at the time. I went to see some play that they were in. And I remember going to a party at their apartment. And I think nice. that one of their roommates or something had worked on that talk show that Carney Wilson hosted. Oh, geez. And they had a promotional item from the talk show. Uh, it was a Carney Wilson boogie board. Oh. You know those things? But it was like cardboard. But yeah. it was like a cardboard <laughs> cut out of a boogie board with a giant Carney Wilson head on it. Boogie board. So there's yeah. something you could actually take into the water. Yeah, it's like a half a surfboard essentially. But you, you yeah, basically yeah. you paddle. You know, oh, that's you, interesting. Yeah. yeah, I remember. Yeah, I know it. But it was just. It, but it was like, it, it was What's just such a bizarre image. What's that? What does that have to do with Carney Wilson? Nothing. Like, that's why it was so weird. That's weird. And I just looked it up, and Jason, you are right. Jessica O'Toole and Amy Rarden. Okay. Wow. That improv class was like a Hollywood hotbed. No, I but when I like, like, I've met yeah. so many people over the years from doing improv, like you know, at, at different levels of my study and you know, different levels of theirs as well. But I've had class with a lot of people that have gone on, gone on to bigger things, not me. Well, yes, you have. You're doing this show. Yeah, I'll tell you what. Yeah, you're doing but, the show. But you know what? So, somewhere out there, somebody is telling their friends, "Oh, my friend Jason hosts this podcast." It's a podcast. <laughs> I, took, I took UCB class. I took UCB class with Allison Becker. She was one of the the talking heads in Action Park documentary. Okay, I love that documentary. Well, she was in it. Um, and she's in like TV. I, I see her and stuff sometimes. She's like uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm and. Parks Jason, have you seen Class Action Park? I I started watching it. Action I actually Park, got bored. Yeah. Class Action. I got I got bored because they like only the... had like three talking heads, and I'm like, well, I mean, I right. remember watching the commercials for this place and hearing the news stories about it growing up, so I was already aware of the the sort of history behind it. For those that don't know, it's a uh, documentary on HBO Max about this theme park. In, it's in New Jersey, right, Kurt? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, called Action Park. And it, the movie is called Class Action Park because they're basically the park didn't really uh, worry so much about like safety regulations and people were always getting like hurt and killed. It was like almost a joke how often it was happening there. And so this documentary is talking about how just unbelievably unsafe this place was. And people yeah. would go anyway. Yeah. That was the thing. Yeah. Well, what happened was these people would come from New York, like the kids that come like from the Bronx and stuff, and they didn't know how to swim. <laughs> they yeah. would go to this water park and they'd almost drown. Some of them, a couple of them did. Yeah. I, I never went there. Yeah. Kate Casey told me to watch it, so that's why I watched it. I never it. went there because if you watch the documentary, you notice there aren't any families there. It's just like overrun by like uh, teenagers. So oh, it wasn't yeah. something. Well, well, the other thing was I didn't grow up in 
North Jersey. I grew up in South Jersey, so I wasn't even aware of it. But I was thinking I wouldn't have gone there as a kid. It maybe would have scared me, but I wouldn't have gone there with a family. As like a teenager, I think like my friends and I, we would have, we would have, we would have caused some real damage to that place. I remember <laughs> so like yeah. I, I would see the commercials, but they, they had, there was a water park near me. Uh, uh, there was Dorney Park in Wildwater Kingdom, and so I had a season pass to Wildwater. And, you know, looking at Action Park, it looked fairly similar to what Wildwater was. I'm like, why do I need to drive all the way there? I've got Wildwater, yeah. like, 10 minutes away. Right. Jason, did you ever go to the Jersey Shore? Like, did you go to Wildwood? I've never been to Wildwood. I've been to Atlantic City, and I've been to Ocean City, New Jersey. My parents okay. were big on, like, going to the beach. So, like, anytime I went, it was with, like, other family members or other friends. Like, I never went with my own family there. Okay. Let's go to Wildwood, yeah. New Jersey. Anyway, um, so here we are. So let's see. Uh, so, yes, talking about that trilogy. Oh, yeah, we have The Agent. We did that. The Girl Who Slipped Away is a new book. Oh, then we're in the charm business. That's where we left, over, left yeah. off. So now we see Ben. He's there. It's his own, own business. And this, this cute intern came up. And um, my first idea, my, the first thing that came to my head was, oh, there could be possible sexual tension between him and this intern. But that completely ended immediately because we found out she was his little sister. And I thought, of course it's his little sister. If that wasn't his sister, there'd be trouble. Yeah. Right. At least there'd be trouble in my mind. Was Zoe. she in either of the other movies last, or is this a new character? No, she was not. Okay, that's what I thought. And then she explained it away by saying, oh, that was when I was in college. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So sexual tension was obliterated. Yeah. Okay. I, I have here, the, uh, the, the white woman calls a lodge because I still wasn't sure what her name was. Her name is Kara. Yeah. Uh, so, 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 so Kara calls this lodge, uh, but she can't rent the chalet. What's a chalet? That's like a suite? No, like a, chalet. Like, a, like, a like a cabin. cabin. Yeah, like oh, a nice cabin. Cabin. Okay. cabin. Obviously, I never rented a chalet. All right, so a chalet... She can't rent the chalet, but that's because she wanted to rent a special chalet, I guess, where they had stayed before. Yeah. But that's because her fiancé, Ben, had gone ahead and rented it himself. Now, if he had been honest and just told her, it would have saved her some time and she wouldn't have to be calling the chalet herself. Or, the, you know, they would end up like she could have ended up renting another chalet and then they put down a deposit and they all, they all would have been screwed. Yeah. Right. These people didn't seem to be that concerned with uh, overpaying for anything, though. Ben's a horror movie. Well, no, ben they both a, are. Yeah, but if you don't manage your money well, you're up the creek. Yeah. Ben owns a snow. Come on, Ben owns a factory. So and, apparently, and Kara's no, a best-selling listen, author. Right. Listen, D. Schneider from Twisted Sister had a lot of hit songs, but he was flat broke after a while. You can't mismanage your money. Did uh, did Dee Snyder do the the MC Hammer thing where he built like an obscene house with like a bowling alley and stuff? I don't know, but he was working as like he had to take a job like uh, putting flyers on people's cars after after he was like already a rock star. I mean, you know, you you, you got to manage your money. So, so if it, it, would you chalets, say, Kurt? If if what would you say if I'm Dee Snyder and and you're with a group of friends? And I'm trying to hand you a flyer. What would your, would your response be as I am trying to hand you a flyer to you and your friends, I'd say, a group of you? I say, we're not going to take it. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> no, Thank we you ain't going to take it. 
no, I was, you know, <laughs> talk about heavy, in the tradition of heavy handed. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I hope he knows I'm setting him up. I've, I've, I've hit him really hard. We, we all know. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So then something happens. Oh, so then, yeah, he's, he's rented her. Her fiance has rented the place. And, um, she wished that, she, oh, she even says she was, I wish that, that, we, the both of us had thought of this, not just you. In other words, she's saying, I wish I was as smart as you. No, she wasn't saying that. <laughs> okay. So then she calls her friend, Megan, and she asks her to plan the wedding because uh-huh. she's, she's okay with having, just taking advantage of Megan at any, a, a, anyway, anyway possible. But Megan's Megan's very type weddings. Yeah. She puts Megan to work. Well, Megan, it's explained in this movie, and I think in the previous movies, that Megan is very type A. She's very organized. Right. She and she works at a wedding magazine. They, like that, literally is her job. Is she she deals with like, you know, all of the fine details of, of a wedding and like what's trending right now. So she knows that world. Right. Yeah, she's getting paid in exposure. Yeah. Now, when you say type A. <laughs> <laughs> When you say type A, what exactly does that mean? Alpha. Like, like, yeah, very alpha, very take charge, very I'll do oh. it myself because I am I know I'm the only one that can do it right. Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. Okay. Would a type A person not be considered collaborative? No. Or okay. if they did, they would tell you what to do. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Um so anyway, then we uh, then we have the two ladies are putting. This is kind of weird. Oh no, no, hold on. She asks. Oh, she also asked Megan to be the maid of honor. So more work for Megan. Yeah, yeah. Megan was and, wearing and then, some fierce pants in this scene, by the way. So like tight yeah. leather pants. It, they were Black sexy. Yeah, pants, it was like yeah. it was a it was a step up for Hallmark. It was like, oh damn, Megan. Right. Well, they put Zoe in some tight jeans. She was about you know. It was it was some scene in this movie. So anyway, uh, then then um, then Kara is in deep regret that she asked Megan to help because Megan starts doing some weird. You're talking about witches earlier. Uh, she starts like putting like tree branches together. Like like she walked. She probably forgot that she had to had to you know get wedding stuff. And on like right. the way the walk out the driveway to her house, she like grabs some tree branches <laughs> <laughs> and she starts like putting them in a circle. I don't even know what she was doing. Okay. They were picking out because this is where my notes start. Yeah, they were picking out like decorations. Yeah, so she's like, "Did you want pine cones or did you want like green?" Because Megan's yeah. trying to say like, "Hey, you're doing this at like this ski lodge, and the, you know, like flowers aren't re- like normal flowers aren't really in greens are the new flowers." Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that's weird. I wrote this is weird, and um. Oh, and they're going to have they're gonna snowboards, fondue. Is fondue made a comeback? Because that was big in the 70s. Uh, I think, no, in the, in the second movie, there was a thing about fondue. Okay. Like oh, there thing. was. That's right. There was a fondue tasting, if I recall. Yes. Oh, yes. man. I'm surprised you forgot. Kurt, of all details, you should remember that one. Well, I, I, there's like a chocolate I know, fondue, Kurt, fondue thing. Yeah. Kurt, it's a dessert reference. There's a place in the... There's a place around Union, Union Square in New York. They've got uh, chocolate fondue. I can't remember the name of it, but it exists. Anyway, uh, 
did you want to take over last or, or no, you're what, doing what, a good job. Continue with this. Yeah, this, is fun. <laughs> this is fun. Uh, so anyway, here we go. So that's, that happens. So I says, this is 70. So now we're back at this workplace. We're back at, uh, we're back at charmed. Right. And, uh, <laughs> here I wrote bald and sister. This is what I, 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 bald and sister. <laughs> that, isn't that a TNT crime drama? Well, at least it's, at least it's not, I'm not talking about race or ethnicity. Now yeah. I'm just, you know, Bald and sister. I did put Zoe on top of sister when I found her name. Uh, it so took now, me about half the movie to realize her name was Zoe. I didn't know her name either. It took a little while, yeah. And then he asks her to be his best woman, which I've never heard yeah. of before. But then again, I haven't really left the house very much in the last year and a half. Uh, the, I've heard that. Yeah, I've heard instead that. Instead of best man, she's the best woman. Yeah, because Sean, Sean can't do it because he's on Zoom. Uh, we find out that their dad is no longer with us. I see dead died. people. Right. It's the end. And, <laughs> and uh, she'll look at dresses. She immediately gets to leave her job as intern because she works for her brother and she can do whatever she wants. Right. Um, um, it doesn't matter. She'll still get, she, she gets, essentially gets college credit now for looking at wedding dresses. And boy, do with them. Well, <laughs> now we're looking at dresses. The three ladies and uh, the yeah. dresses of the dresses have weird names. The dresses have like uh, princess names. One's named Bella. One's named Delilah. I don't know who Princess Delilah is, but it's somebody. And then she talks about uh, Kara talks about how she'd like to make decisions as a couple. And what the things she, that she wants. Uh, the things that she wants in a relationship, she's really nailing down. Yeah, she, she'll she'll tell us about three or four or five times. This uh-huh. scene was pretty wild for Hallmark too, because they show they have the women sort of side by side in the dressing rooms, and they're showing them like as they're dressing, and like you see shoulder. I saw that. Yes, I saw that. Yeah, that was exciting. It was scandalous for Hallmark. They're like, "Welcome oh. to the twenty first century." Yeah, that was okay. Yeah. We're showing clavicle now. I know. That was uh, scintillating. <laughs> <laughs> now they're packing and planning. I'm packing and planning with the two ladies, two ladies, Kara and Megan. They've got all these pine cones. Oh, you missed a Megan very needed. important detail, Kurt. Oh, did I miss yeah. something? At, okay, at the, at, is, at, yes. Yeah. At the uh, so after they uh, they're trying on their dresses because they're like you know they've got all these things to do and like Megan's barking orders and stuff. Um, Kara, they both decide they find the dresses that they love right away. So that uh, Kara, as she and Megan are getting back into their normal clothes, she hands uh, Zoe the credit card. She's like, "Hey, go get the Ariane Moonstone and the Adele and Moonflower." And so Zoe goes to the front and she's like, yeah, I'd like the Aria in Moonflower and Adele in Moonstone. So she screwed up the the dress and the corresponding color that they wanted. Yes. Well, you get, you get what you paid for. Yes. Which, but there should yes. have been a salesperson there to help them. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't even notice that happened. But I did know that we see the mistake that she made later on. Well, also, okay, you have to wonder because they, yeah. they were going to get the the seamstress or seems uh, uh, 
this whoever's doing the sewing and doing the measurement and stuff wouldn't they have to like write down some notes of like oh yeah right. that that purple dress we're gonna need uh this size bust this size waist this length all that they'd they'd have to have it documented in some other place other than their sales receipt yeah of course you would think hmm. strange situation they're packing and planning now two ladies are pine cones Megan went outside and shook a tree. She goes, I'm all set. <laughs> pine cones were going to be, the pine cones were going to be like put on, put on everybody's table. Everybody's going to sit at the table, have a pine cone, which probably has like squirrel feces in it and stuff like that. Like now, it's like, that's where they're going to put the placeholder. Like, you know, right. Great. I, I, I given these people a hundred dollar gift and I got pine cone. No, I probably touched hundreds of pine cones in my life and it never dawned on me until now that there might be squirrel feces on it. And now that's all I'm going to be able to think of around the holidays when I see a wreath. It's dirty. You can't take things from outside and put it, put it on pieces of your furniture. <laughs> it's dirty. But some people say that about a cat. A cat's well, dirty. I could, say they lick themselves. Could, pine cones don't lick themselves. Couldn't it be argued that most furniture is made from stuff that's taken from outside? Everything's filthy when you think about it. Yeah. <laughs> That's the bottom line. So, uh, okay. So I got, what I, I, I wrote dresses, dresses are, oh, dresses are being express mailed. Okay. That, that's a good point. I said, this costs money, mm-hmm. you know, uh-huh. it costs money to do stuff like that. All right. And then, um, Megan gives Kara a, a best friend bracelet. Because it's like something, something old, something used, something damaged, something abused. So she right. gives her something, um, <laughs> something old, and it's like that's you know, a terrible it's a, it's wedding tradition. Huh? That's a terrible <laughs> wedding tradition. I'm giving you something abused. Yeah, something it's abused. Yeah, you know. yeah. Here you go. Yeah. This is no. Nah, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna get into it. But yeah. um, here's a piece of rotten fruit that I threw across the room. It's all beat up. <laughs> I don't need it anymore. <laughs> Congrats on your wedding. Enjoy this. Uh, yeah, so so uh, she gives her like a best friend uh, bracelet, which probably belonged to her, you know, to begin with. I meant to give this to you back in summer camp, but here you go. So she gives her that, and that's really exciting. We, we never see that again. Um, and then we go to the Snowy Lodge, Wait. which kind of made me wonder. Why did I miss something? Oh, I, I it was it was a, no, it wasn't a major detail, but it was a little detail that I found very funny. Was um, as they're they're doing their little exchange, uh, Karen come in the room and like Megan is like typing this big long thing. You see like this huge paragraph on the screen that she's typing, and we find out that it, she's creating her out of office reply. Like yes. she had, she had like oh, a yeah. manifesto to say like, "Hey, I'm unavailable." You know, refer to my coworker. Right. She's probably barking orders on the the out-of-office reply, too. Yeah. I haven't even seen one of those yeah. in a long time. It, it was like the Dead Sea Scrolls. Yeah. <laughs> um, so now we're in a snowy lodge, which uh, made me wonder, what, what time of the year was this? And where are these people now? I guess maybe this was established in past movies. But when they're in Seattle, does it seem, does it seem like it's winter? They're not in Seattle. They, they're not, they're, like, they go the outside up. the city to right. like a, a, a ski resort because they were within they driving go. distance to Seattle as we'll find out from another detail later in the movie, but they're, they're a little bit outside the city somewhere. Yeah. So they go North, presumably Probably. where it's a bit colder. Probably. Right. And, and, and a they, rarity, 
Oh, go ahead. A yeah. rarity in um, Hallmark movies. It was actually real snow. Yeah. Yeah. You couldn't see their breath, so it wasn't that cold, but definitely snow. They weren't producing fake snow there. Um, I was curious where they were because I didn't, didn't know it was winter, and then all of a sudden, all of a sudden it's winter. So I was like, did they just fly to Alaska? But no, they didn't. Well, they also mentioned that they, it, uh, like when they were getting up there, that it was uh, actually a very good snow season, and they actually, you know, had snow a little later into the season. They said something along those lines. Oh, okay. Hmm, wow, that's a cover-up. Uh, so now Megan is pessimistic about her relationship with Sean. What's her issue with that? I forget. But anyway. Because so uh, he's like the, overseas, and she doesn't get to talk to him. She never gets to see him. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so then there's a guy who um, there's uh, there's more diversity because they hired an unattractive gentleman um, who plays uh, <laughs> that's Daniel. That's good. That's that's good. He needs work too. Um, he needs to get his health insurance as well. <laughs> oh, when you said he needs work, I thought you were implying he should get like plastic surgery. <laughs> well, he needs. No, no, not that kind of work, but he would, but he is going to be getting health insurance for this. I don't think health insurance would cover plastic surgery, but he looks fine. All right. So I didn't find, yeah, you're talking about the front desk guy. Yeah. 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 He was dorky cute. I, yeah. I, I found him attractive enough. Cause he just looked disheveled okay, more than Yeah. Else. He was like, he yeah. was put he's upon. Traditionally. Yeah. He's what? He was, yeah, he wasn't like he wasn't a Hallmark leading man, and there's nothing wrong with that. No. But he he was like no. perpetually put upon. Yeah, like he was disheveled yeah, he, and stressed. Right, right. He's not Hallmark attractive, but he's attractive in his own way, which is good. Yeah. He's got a he's got a quirky essence to him. So anyway, he he's I didn't I didn't figure out his name for a long time. It's Daniel. He's yeah. like the right. stressed out Lodge guy. I think I called him Lodge guy. Look, if if <clears> Daniel Lodge guy is listening to our podcast, the podcast, I did it. Listen. There I said. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. There. Yeah. All right. Well, put that out there. Okay. He he may not feel mutually. I'm just saying I'm putting that out there. Well, there you go. Okay. There you go, Daniel. Not bad. <laughs> Daniel. See? It didn't sound like it didn't wasn't starting out, out well, but it's it's ended well for you. Big yeah. shot um, Jason at <laughs> <laughs> Right. <laughs> <laughs> you never know what's going to happen on this show. So then, um, so that, yeah, what does Daniel do? So he's walking them around. I lost my space here. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, uh, wait, where am I? Oh, that's what Les says. Oh, and then uh, I'm trying to find where we are. Oh, yeah, here we are. Here we are. So, anyway, so they meet Daniel and he uh, takes them all around, takes them to all the suites. And then, um, oh, this is the part where uh, Megan does the out of office email, mm-hmm. and then I'm and then I'm surprised because the, the the couple are in separate separate suites. I'm it's not surprised religious. because it's Hallmark, right? Let's and, not get crazy. And, and also, Hallmark. they are trying to part of the reason of doing it at this chalet was that's where they were stuck together. The first movie is that Megan and Kara were in one room, and Sean and uh, uh, Ben were in the other. I know couples who were having sex and then they decided they're going to get married. And so they decided to stop having sex for a uh, while, a period of time before they get married. So I guess it's, so it's like their, their, their honeymoon is something special. And I think that's dumb. That's I very dumb. I personally agree that it's dumb. 
Uh, I understand why couples do it, but the whole concept of like, oh, we want to be pure for the wedding. It's like, well, you weren't pure up until now. What's, you know, what's one day? Right. And also, who defines pure? Do what you want. Or as, as Wendy Williams says, he's already <laughs> seen your O face. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Uh, well, we could talk about that a little later, but anyway, so I, <laughs> so then what happens next? Megan feels like, okay, so where are we now? Oh yeah. So except for ski, another skiing. Do people ski? Cause these people are on snowboards. Do people still ski? You know, yeah. with like the, yeah, absolutely. Like, yeah? yeah. Cause these people weren't skiing. They were on snowboards. They were well, snowboarding. Snowboarding's well, legit too, though. Snowboarding's legit. Yeah. And the whole, like one of the big plot points of these movies is the guy owned a snowboarding company. So they're not going to yeah, show them true. skiing. Not going to ski. Okay. Yeah. So, okay. So, the, so the two ladies are snowboarding and it's snowing. I think it was legit snowing. It looked like it was. I don't mm-hmm. think somebody was dropping. Later on in the movie, you see snow coming from outside the windows. I, that wasn't real. There was one system. scene where it looked like fake snow, but every other time it was snowing, it looked real in this movie. Yeah. And um, Megan feels like a piece of her is missing when Sean isn't there. A piece of her. Uh, so that happens. So now I have the couple is in the lodge lobby. And what happens here? He helps. What did I write? He ha- oh oh so uh, Ben's thing is he helps these snow uh, snow camp kids. Yes. Yeah. There's a snow camp. He's helping these kids. I guess it's like you know kids who need help, so they they they, they get this, which is which is smart for his business. That's a nice thing. Yeah. Well, it, it was a plot point in one of the other movies. Oh, okay. It wasn't jeez. Yeah, like as all these things were being revealed, I was like, oh, I kind of remember that. Oh, I kind of remember that. Man, I remembered nothing about this. Um, I kind of remember the black couple, but I don't remember the white the white couple. That's what I said, yeah. That's what you said too? Yeah, Yeah, I said that at the beginning of the podcast. Okay. I don't remember the beginning of this podcast. All right, that's that. That's Kurt, a good Kurt, do you have any black China news? Doing a piece of China. <laughs> well, that I do remember. Um, so then, uh, Ben talks to his sister Zoe, and uh, oh, Zoe, Zoe's very sensitive. She thinks she offended Megan. Uh, I don't remember why, but there's there's some reason. She said something. Something. Oh, to Megan, at, or Zoe was getting to know Megan a little bit, and she was asking, like, "Oh, are you and Sean going to get married soon?" It was very innocent. Oh, right. And I don't think yeah. I don't even think Megan was offended. No, she wasn't. No, no. Zoe's very, but you know, I've known people like that. Well, is that person mad at me? Is that person upset? So that that's all Zoe is. Yeah, she's yeah. act together. Uh, so then the ladies are talking to the Daniel, the Lodge guy. Uh-huh. And he tells her, and, and so they're, they're, they take a look at the where they're going to have this wedding party or the pre-wedding party. Uh-huh. And he tells her there's going to be a piano player, and this piano player is a bit of a character. Uh-oh, mm-hmm. look out. Named Goldie. Goldie. Yeah. You know Goldie's going to have a wild streak. Uh-huh. Yep. Whenever I hear a bit of a character, I know it's going to be another layer of a boring character. <laughs> <laughs> Also, they said that, 
and to set her up and she wasn't really she was an important character to the the plot of the movie but was she a character no and she never is and i have seen this before where they're like oh this person like uncle joe is gonna be here remember there was there was one of these movies where it's like uncle joe is gonna be here and oh boy he's a bit of a He's yeah. a bit of a something. He's a bit of a character, and you know, Uncle Joe is not like, interesting at all. But like, right. I mean, there was like, <laughs> sometimes they'll say that, and they'll at least like make the or try and make the person wacky, even if they're really not, and they're still kind of boring. But this character wasn't even. She didn't even have any quirks, did she? No, but you know who no. she was. This is the wink, wink, nudge, nudge. She was Grandma from Charm. Oh, oh. And so okay. grandma, and so so basically the grandma would come and visit them from the dead, and they're like, Grandma's coming, and she'd go and like ha- have a little vacation from the afterlife and visit them. <laughs> hey, if you're if you're cast as a dead person, you but, know you're you're getting up there in years. I don't think she that that's uh the naming <laughs> of the snowboard company charmed was a wink wink nudge nudge, because that had its name in the first movie. Oh, and, did? Unless Goldie signed on to the uh, the the one winter wedding or whatever uh, cinematic universe uh, several years ago. Because yeah, that was good, like, oh my god, that's Graham from Charm. <laughs> they had a holding deal with Goldie. <laughs> Goldie, by the way, looked a lot like I actually looked it up. I was like, is that Diane Lane? I mean, uh, Diane Ladd? No, she did look like Diane. She, I I genuinely thought it was Diane Ladd at first. Wait, now I just confused Diane Lane and Diane Ladd. Right, I, I, Diane? Diane Ladd oh, is is, is um um Laura Dern's mom, or no, not Laura Dern. Um, yeah, oh, no, no, Laura no. Dern's mom. Okay. Yeah, it is yeah. Laura Dern's oh, is it? Laura Dern's mom. Yeah. So she looks like an older uh, Laura Dern. Oh no, no, no. Who was in Wild at Heart with uh with Laura Dern? That's uh okay. Yeah. But Diane Lane, though Diane Lane, and was Diane in, Diane Ladd um, also played. Flow in Alice doesn't live here anymore. The movie that was the inspiration for the sitcom Alice. Alice. Oh, so Diane Ladd was the original. Diane Ladd was the original. The Alice show. She so was like after after Flow left. They had Diane Ladd on as a new character because obviously, obviously she couldn't be Flow. So she was back. Okay. Flow. Yeah. But after Flow left, after Flow yeah. left, the show went downhill. Kiss my yeah. grit. Yeah. Kiss my grits, but Flo's show didn't take off. No, it didn't. No. It's sort of like it's way. sort of like the Ropers, you know. They they gave the Ropers a spin-off and then it didn't do that well and uh, you know, uh Norman Fell and Audra Lindley were out of a job. Right. They weren't happy it about that no, either. I, yeah. It was no Jeffersons. No. And I don't the think Jeffersons Norman Fell did was well. happy. <laughs> the, Jeffer- the Jeffersons did well. Yeah. No, Norman Fell was a dummy. Yeah, Florida did well too on Good Times because she was a spinoff of Mod. Yep, Good Times, which Dynamite. was a spinoff of All in the Mod Family. Mod did well. This is a tricky, th- a tricky situation here because you don't know it might work, it might not work. I don't know. I would stick with the tried and true. If I was on some show, hit show, I'd say keep me on. Or I would do what Jack Hay did. So this is what Jack Hay did. Take notes, people. So they offered Jack Hay her spinoff. Get my Remember pen. Jack Hay's spinoff that you watched, oh, Jason? Yeah. yeah, we talked about it on the podcast here. So Jack Hay had it in her contract that if her spinoff didn't work out, they would allow her to come back to 227. Yeah. 
Smart. And, and her spinoff didn't work, and she came back. The uh, um, the rope. Well, uh, Norman Fell and Audrey Lindley had it in written in their contracts as well. Uh, but the show, I think the Ropers lasted long enough because I think it got maybe a season and a half. Uh, mm. So it was it was out in the ether long enough where like you know Three's Company had to move on and they hired Don Knotts and then Mr. he was so wildly popular yeah. that they couldn't really bring the Ropers back full time. Right. Yeah. And then you have Joan and you have Joni and Chachi. They're they came Chachi. back. They came back. They came back. To Happy days. Yeah. yeah. Uh huh. They came back. And. I tell you, tough industry there. We know, we know, right? You don't know. You don't know whether to do the spinoff. I would just stick with the show. I think the, the way they do spinoffs a lot more now is is the smarter way to do it. They just write a new character in who's very peripheral that can be spun up just as a way of extending the franchise as opposed to like writing it around that character. The only time right, they yeah. write it around that character is if the original show is coming to an end and they want to keep that that train going. Right. It's worth it if you're like what they did with Cheers, where it was like Carla's ex-husband, Mr. Right. The Tortelli, whatever his name was, the so, Tortelli. So yeah. he got his Tortelli. own show, yeah, Tortelli. So the so Tortellis, they got their own their own show, which lasted like four episodes. But you know, he wasn't like a, a main character anyway. So right, right, that works out. But it, it didn't work out. So, um, so what? Where are we at now? Okay. It's like I lost. Okay, so now they're, they're, they went to a library. There's there's a library. It was a very there's some studious people around. This is oh, where I got a little lost. I I, I didn't. I, I just had no interest in this backstory of like, I don't know. Max once and again, Clara. Yeah. Yeah. That like, whole storyline like, was stupid. Hotel. It was dumb. Yeah. I uh, you know, this reminds me of the Overlook Hotel once again. A Shining reference where it's like the caregiver, you know, caretaker. Anyway, we can go on and on with that. Um, so anyway, they're looking at old photos and the, the lodge founders marriage may not have worked out. That, that's, what right. I, that's what I wrote. That's exciting. Um, see, at the Overlook Hotel, there's more interesting things. The caretaker. I did find it surprising that it was a, a pretty central uh, theme of this movie uh, was that they believed that the this couple that founded the hotel, their marriage didn't work out, and they kept talking about it like it had right. ended. Yeah, that's big for and Hallmark. for and for Hallmark, I was like, wow, because they really like didn't let it go. <laughs> yeah, I could retain that. <laughs> I couldn't hold that in my head even while I was watching it. So that, that's a problem. Um, now Zoe wants to help and she's trying to help Megan and, and Megan, uh, doubts her crafting skills. She kind of quizzes her. Mm -hmm. Like she's trying to do some crafting and, and, uh, Megan's like, well, do you, you know, how experienced are you in crafting? Do you have a degree? <laughs> I had a temp job one time. This woman calls me for the temp job. And it's, it's like, she was reading off a script. She goes, do you consider yourself creative? I'm like, well, obviously you don't. It sounds like you're reading from a script and put a little inflection into that. <laughs> so that's what this reminded me of. So it got me, it got me angry. <laughs> I, I like that you're crap. giving feedback to the interviewer. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't even know what I said. I said, oh yeah. And and the temp job was I was wrapping gifts. They want to be. Oh, to you had to be creative for that. I had to. Yeah, it was a creative creative thing to wrap gifts. You know, okay. I know, I, yeah, yeah. 
I wasn't wrapping the gifts right. I went like did the job and they, they stopped me from wrapping. You're not wrapping the gifts right. Anyway, we go on and on. It takes about a year. So anyway, it's a sad story. <laughs> so anyway, yeah. So there's, so M- Megan says, look, I'm trying to, I'm trying to put gold on pine cones. Uh-huh. Uh, I, I got to cover up that? the squirrel feces some, somehow. Yeah. Can you, can you, can you put some gold on these filthy pine cones? And Zoe says, right. oh yeah, when I was in my sorority, that's all I did was put gold on, on pine cones. That's Fucking what sororities terrible are Terrible sorority that would be. Yeah. Maybe that was like the, the maybe that was like the rush week. That was a torture. Right. <laughs> I, I hope it was that and not like a regular practice. <laughs> Thank you, sir. May I have another. Um, Unless, of course, yeah. uh, the, the chain Michaels would like to advertise on our podcast. And I love everything about crafting. Yeah, that's all right. Yeah. <laughs> so she says, yeah, I, I, I have experience putting gold on pine cones, which kind of makes me wonder, would Megan have the patience to actually teach her? But no. No, she no. wouldn't. Megan so will find it easier to do herself. Megan you know not messing around. If you know how to do it or you don't. Because so Megan, so now- Megan didn't want uh, Zoe doing any more of the table uh, place cards because Megan had started them and she didn't want the uh, the cl- calligraphy to look different on the other card. Well, right. when we think about it, though, uh, Zoe did really fuck up. She did. Oh, yeah. She absolutely yeah. did. But in fairness, it, it, it was more than just her fuck up because it, it's something that could have been fixed had other people not fucked off, too. Sure. Yeah, people got to get their act together. Yeah. Collectively. It's never one person's fault, except when it is. Mm-hmm. So now we meet Goldie, and boy, is she a character. She's such a character. She reads books. Yeah. Woo! That's she's, wacky. She's, yeah. she's reading. Oh, she's reading. Death. Oh, yeah. She's reading Death on a Nile. Oh. Agatha Christie book. Um, yeah. And anyway, so she meets Kara, and uh, she says, Oh well, death in the Nile. It's a. It's about a man who keeps secrets and a Ooh. villainess. Yeah, just like oh, there's a villainess. I love the word villainess. Yeah, I I would be going to see that because they they uh, they made uh you know how they redid um uh, murder on the Orient Express a couple mm-hmm. of years ago the you yeah. know and Kenneth Branagh directed it so they they filmed the death on the Nile with another uh-huh. all-star cast directed by Kenneth Branagh. And they're trying to figure <laughs> out if they're going to be able to release it, not because of COVID, but because of the fact that Army Hammer is in the cast and they don't <gasps> know how to market oh. the thing. Oh, I read about that. Yeah. I forgot about that. Well, I, I forgot that that was Death of the Nile, but yeah, yeah, I did, I did read about Army Who Hammer. Who knew that Army Hammer would become box office poison? Oh, my like, God. Quickly. Another rabbit hole, but this is going to be a, a six-hour episode. Yeah. But I don't quite get the issue of army hammer except that he so i started reading that he had these weird like fantasies mm-hmm. and then and i was like well if you have weird fantasies okay that's that but then he was getting accused of different things by right there are okay. al- there are allegations out there yeah. that are pretty serious yeah i, so mean, I think just, that's part of it. just broadly i believe they're they're uh sexually aggressive yeah, and abused, and not and yeah, right. like like physically abusive during sex, that kind of thing. Yeah, that's okay. how I understand it. At least I could be wrong. Okay. Well, I wonder if people are still watching 
the Lone Ranger with Army <laughs> Hammer's Lone Ranger and Johnny Depp with Tonto. Right. Oh, boy. I don't think people were watching when it came out. Well, look, I'm going to say something that I have said. uh, I don't think I've said it on this podcast, but I've said it to my friends a lot over the years when uh, Call Me By Your Name came out and everyone was raving about it. I didn't like it. I I hated that movie. I hated that movie. And I thought it was a boring piece of shit. Thanks. Thank you. And also, I thought Army Hammer was super miscast in it. Yes. He was too old. He was too old. And, like... The part of the problem with the casting of that movie is he he uh he his character is supposed to be twenty eight I think he might have been like thirty five or thirty six at the time which wouldn't a be a big 36. which wouldn't be a big deal if the fact that Timmy Timothy Chalamet actually does mm-hmm. look seventeen like so right. now you've got a guy that looks thirty six and a, uh, supposed to be twenty eight who's getting with this kid who is playing seventeen so he's. Uh, you know, it's technically sexual assault. It's, you know, it's, he's a minor or the character's a right. minor. There's no actual right. chemistry between them. I didn't no, find no. Army Hammer believable as a gay guy for a second. Nope. I hated that movie yeah. so much and people would look at me like I was crazy. Thank I you. I did like, I, I, I like the movie, I have to say. You would have thought, like in West Hollywood, you would have thought that I <laughs> I said that I like to run over old ladies the way people look at me, like just in disgust. Yeah. I hated that movie. I, I hate in general as a gay man that I'm supposed to like anything just because there, you know, there's, you know, there's elements of gay cinema that I'm just supposed to appreciate because it's about gay people. Like Brokeback Mountain. Brokeback let- Mountain was fucking boring. So boring. I hated that too. Let's be honest. Some of these gay themed movies that we're supposed to like are some of the worst, most boring movies out there. Yes. All right. Well, I seem to enjoy these movies. What other gay movies are out there that I like these gay movies? Did Uh, you see that movie Weekend? Did you see that one? That was a gay themed. Yeah. That was about two dudes. I don't know that one. Weekend? Yeah, and I like that movie. There's a movie called Weekend. My favorite yeah. gay movie, and I'm sure Les will agree, is called Sean Cody. Never heard of it. <laughs> it's a gay porn site. <laughs> Sean Cody. What is it? I have to look that up? I'm afraid to look it up. Don't look it up, Kurt. No, no, all right. It's it's you, it's, 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 it's you, just gay porn. There's nothing. Yeah, yeah, there's yeah. nothing. Uh, oh, your parents have. Don't look it up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> look it up. That's fine. Uh, we will look up weekend. It's a, it's it's a it's a very good movie. I, I get maybe you guys wouldn't like it because <laughs> I liked it anyway. Um, Randy Quaid was in Brokeback Mountain. <laughs> okay, so here we are. So now, death on the Nile, boy. So now we're outside, and Zoe finished the pine cones. Good on you, Zoe. The dresses won't be ready until tomorrow, so Zoe offers to drive and pick them up. She's mm-hmm. got nothing to do. I can't believe that Megan was about ready to hop in her car, and she's got a lot to do already. Well, Megan's like, let's not get crazy. I don't feel like driving for hours. <laughs> no, she's like, you do it, Zoe. You do it. Also, like as much money as they were spending on these dresses, and it, this place is supposed to have them done sooner. Get a fucking messenger, right? Postmates. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's something. Get Postmates that stuff does stuff like that. They deliver stuff like that. Oh yeah, sure. yeah. yeah. 
And one time I had to go pick up a pregnancy test. Okay, so this is what happened. So first I get a call to bring in like some orange juice and some bagels to Park La Brea. And so I go to Park La Brea and this girl answers and she looks like really hungover, just like wrecked. And it's like these two girls, right? And you could tell that they had just had a night the night before. Like three hours later, I get another call to go to Park La Brea to pick up this pregnant, like, like to go to CVS and the pregnancy, pick up a pregnancy test. And I went back to deliver the, the pregnancy test and it was to the same girls. <laughs> oh no, jeez. That was quite a night. And then, and then nine months later, I had to go pick up this woman and take her to right. the hospital because she was in labor. Right, exactly. Yeah. It's a cottage industry. Yeah, I was driving Uber nine months later to pick her up. Um, I'm trying to think of other gay-themed movies. Did you guys like long, long-time comp- Companions. Did you enjoy that, that? I did like. I haven't seen it. Yeah, that I did like, and I liked. It's a sin. I liked it's a sin. It's a sin. Fucking amazing. I don't know what it's a sin is. It's a show it's on HBO, HBO Max. Max. But oh, it's a new it was a good movie. It was a good. It was good acting mm-hmm. and well okay. written. Yeah. Yeah, there are some okay. scenes in that movie that are going to be done in monologue classes for years. Okay, I should see that one. Okay. And so Longtime Companion, Jason, is basically like it's a sin, but it was actually made like in the early Like 90s. during that time, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and it was really good too. Yeah, that's, that's a good movie. I think Campbell Scott is in that. Yeah. Oh, okay. wait, is, you know who's in it? Uh, Bruce Davison. I think he was nominated uh, for an Oscar for, for that movie. Yes. Yeah. Okay, so here we are. So now um, – Okay, so ladies talk and Kara sees Ben talking to that Lodge guy. They're, they're, they're having some kind of conversation about something. Daniel. Secretive. To, to, yeah, secretive Daniel conversation. Then Kara's dad arrives. We mentioned him before. He said maybe he had, he had some kind of hair piece or something was yes, going on there. Yeah, there's something going on. Mr., uh, just for men or I don't know. And then we find out that uh, the mom is uh, the mom is dead i see dead people yes (laughs) she's just dead so she's not so she doesn't have to go to the wedding that's the advantage of being dead you don't have to go to (laughs) weddings weddings like this so so in that sense don't be afraid of death because there's some advantage (laughs) um All right, I'm trying to keep moving. This is like this is like running. I have like like three more three more pages of notes. All right, so now we're at the the, the pre wedding party, and there's the, there's a couple, the piano player Goldie's going crazy on the piano. She's like little Richard. Um, <laughs> <laughs> now that that, that would have been amazing office. if Goldie were like in some like you know cape and like <laughs> playing the piano with her foot. Now that I would get on board with. Yeah, she's a character. Right. A friend of mine was in a post office in a in LA. And he turned around, and Little Richard was behind him, standing in line. He was and he was oh. dressed in all the full Little Richard regalia, the whole oh. outfit. Wow. <laughs> Good golly, Miss Molly! So Megan's mom, Megan's mom arrives, and she, Michelle, Michelle, <clears throat> and she has she has she been anything else? To, have you have we seen her I, on a soap opera or anything? I recognized her. I recognized okay. her. Yeah, she's 
she was pretty cool. And she's, Oh, before she arrives though, I heard there's like a little chit chat, like they're like the main actors having little, like, uh, you know, non-essential chit chat, but I found mm-hmm. it essential. They're talking about the cheese. They're oh like, yeah. Oh, the cheese. Oh, the cheese, the cheese, 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 cheese. She asked Daniel, what kind of cheese did he have? Megan asked Daniel, what kind of cheese did he have? And Daniel's answer was not up to snuff. Oh yeah. Megan no. didn't like his answer and then like demanded to speak to the chef. Yeah. I felt bad for Daniel because I felt like he was the only person that actually worked at the hotel. Like before they got there, he's the one answering <laughs> the phone. He's the one showing them to their rooms. He's yeah. the one like working as their, you know, as their uh, wedding planner from like inside. Yeah. Like he, he and he's like cleaning the place and like hanging pictures and shit. Jesus. No wonder that guy looked like he was in rough shape. No, he yeah. didn't. He looked See? fine. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no wonder he doesn't look home. Hall- look like you would look. You would look hallmark pretty either. But as the kid in Minari said, "I'm not pretty. I'm good looking." Yeah. There you go. <laughs> <But> anyway. <laughs> uh, so anyway, here we go. So she, Mega's mom, hosts a radio show, and that's a lot. That's a pretty much end. And we hear about that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And there's a fake snow. Well, well they, they mention that detail so that later on they can justify making her officiate the wedding right. and, and be the wedding be DJ. Top. Be the DJ. I'll tell you what, you, you do that to me. I'm not giving you a wedding gift. I show up and you give me a job. I'm taking away the wedding. I, I think. I, you know, I probably wouldn't, but I should. All right, so, okay. So that Goldie is such a character. She read Kara's books. She knows what she's up to. She reads, and then, um, I, uh, okay, what's this? Uh, ben looks to, oh, Ben's talking to the Lodge guy again. And he wants to know uh, about these people that are planning on buying the resort because mm-hmm. Ben is apparently uh, has deep pockets and is going to buy this resort, which I think would, you know, yeah. well, he, cash. He's trying to right. save Camp Snow. He's trying to save he's his charity. To- yeah. So anyway, then they're snowboarding a uh, couple, Ben and Kara, they're out doing their thing. And then um, uh, Ben tells Kara that he was once a camper there. He was once, uh, he's he used to participating in uh, right. Camp Snow. And she wants him to open up more and stop with these secrets. Any chance she gets, she's complaining. He has secrets. He, has, he, he keeps these secrets. Secrets. So then Goldie now. Goldie's getting more and more into the movie. It's becoming more, it's more of, it's more Goldie's movie as we watch it. Mm-hmm. And Goldie and Kara are looking at these old pictures on, on, on the wall, mm-hmm. which that's another job for Daniel. He's like yeah. framing old stuff. That's he's insane. like a, uh, what do you call it? He's, he's, he's like an archivist. Well, right. he's taking it upon yeah. himself to like archive these photos, which it, it's weird to me that 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 stuff was laying around and hadn't been hanging in the hotel if it has this history that everyone's sort of interested in why wasn't that stuff hung up before yeah it's like he's looking for things to do like he can't rest for for five yeah. seconds well he 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 went to camp snow but in a different way right <laughs> yeah that's what i was thinking yeah he's probably like a drug addict and he's got to like you know fulfill his time yeah yeah <laughs> oh man so yeah, then yeah um, that, that that goalie uh, she's the character yeah like, oh, she's a character. Yeah, oh, yeah. Let, yeah, let me go. Is. Let me go try some G's. 
right. What is he was once a kid? Somebody else. Oh, no, I, I said that. All right. So now, um, oh, look at the pictures. And as a Kara is based, oh, Kara is basing her character on these people. So she's writing her new novel. She can't come up with anything. So she's just, just going to rip off the idea of these people who used to own the lodge, which is a bad idea because I, I had no interest in what these uh, people were doing years ago. Um, so now we find out that Kara's dad was a detective, which could lead, talk about spinoffs. Uh-huh. He's yeah. a retired detective. There could be like, a, yeah, there could be a spinoff of him. And his exciting cases, right? His work for that actor. He could uh, be in those Lacey Chabert movies where she solves uh, mysteries through crosswords. Is that Lacey? Yeah, the crossword. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He could be. He could be her sidekick in that. Yeah, there's no reason. Uh, Crossword and and hairpiece. Oh yeah, I'm sure he he'd be on board with that. so I don't know what was going on there, but we find that information out. All right. So now we find out Ben wants to buy the resort and Zoe overhears them because she's nosy. Right. She, she showed back. She did. She heard, she kind of like walked in at the right time. Good. That's good though. Nosy. All right. That's good. She's nosy. And he doesn't want camp snow to end and he breaks it down. And now yeah, this, this gets complicated. He, he, he basically breaks down like the ownership of it. Mm-hmm. And there's like the partial ownership. He's got a yes. And the other partial yes, but 10% of it uh, are stonewalling him. He's not sure who owns the 10%. <clears throat> not, right. but except for some of us, anybody, except for the people who are reasonably intelligent who can figure out in five seconds, who owns the 10% of the hotel. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. <clears throat> now, but I don't want to give it away. Yeah. This movie did go down a bit of a rabbit hole in like ownership stakes. Yeah, <laughs> their well, we didn't even know all that. <laughs> <laughs> so then Zoe runs into Kara. What did I write here? Oh, and uh, what did I write? And can keep and bring. Oh, what is this now? Oh, oh yeah. She brings up their family's secretive nature. Because right. Once again, there's the secrets. And, and then Kara. Uh, shames oh no no and then she shames Kara <clears throat> because <clears throat> oh excuse me something was in my throat a frog was in my throat and then she she shames her by saying uh, oh you know uh, our family's like this because you know after her mother got sick and and then you know Kara's you know horrified and she's I'm so sorry you know she was protecting her. yeah now, Kara and Megan are together. Now, Megan says a uh, 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 queen's uh, not a phrase, but she says something about m- massage o'clock. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, yeah. Did you hear that? I, I never heard of massage. You've heard that before? I, I say that about other things, like it's alcohol's o'clock. Really? Right. Yeah. Drink 30. Yeah. Man. Well, listen, this pandemic has got to end. I have to get out in the world again because I'm not, I'm not aware of any language anymore. Yeah, because it's drink thirty somewhere in the world. Yeah, it's drink o'clock. It's drink o'clock, and I'm missing out. I just had some water. All right, so now, so so Kara is suspicious. I don't know what she was suspicious of. I just have my note. She's suspicious. Oh, she's suspicious because she was in the elevator and heard these kids, these kids talking. Mm-hmm. She loves to eavesdrop on children, and they said the camp snow ended yesterday. Which that's a pretty cool camp if those kids got to stay in that hotel. Yeah, that's all right. Yeah. So Camp Snow ended, and Ben is still out there pretending he's working for Camp Snow. Uh-huh. So that's that's suspicious. 
So now Kara and her dad are walking through the snow, which is which is completely dug out. There's a path for them, which I, I guess that's okay. And they're looking for the cabin, the old cabin that belonged to these uh, people, the, the owners years ago. They can't find it, but they find a bench with initials on it. So that's exciting. <clears throat> and, and then it was, the, it was the initials of Max and Clara, his wife. Yes. Okay. And then Megan's mom and Kara wearing robes, and Kara uh, is, ha- is, is she'll be happy when the wedding is over, she says. Right. And then Kara's mom says, listen, if you think the worst of people, sometimes they will live up to it. But if you believe the best, you often get the best. So Michelle said. Yeah. That's what, that's what she said. I don't know. I'm not so sure. So that's just because you, I don't know about that. If you think the I worst of people. Assholes. Yeah. If you, so you think the worst of people, I was, I, I thought that's why I thought, I thought this was worth, worth it doing a word by word uh, quote here. If you think the worst, worst of people, sometimes they will live up to it. Okay. Uh-huh. I don't know. So you're kind of wishing on somebody or you, you think it's going to happen. I don't I'm not, I don't know about that. It's a, it is a that. weird thing. Like we, I think we, as a, a, a humanity, we do this. We, we project the worst. And then when we get it, we're like, nah, confirmation bias, you know, it happened. Okay. I thought it was a nice talk with, uh, with Megan's mom. Yeah, it's all right. I did like Megan's mom. Cause you know, Kara doesn't have a mother figure because I see dead people. So Megan's right. mom has True. been around for her for a long time. Yeah. All right. So now they're eating brouts, right? Brout. The brouts. 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 The couple are eating brouts. Brouts. And he says, for some stupid reason, he says, uh, Ben says the character says, I feel I can tell you anything. Well, that's going to get you in a heap of trouble because there's all kinds of stuff you're not telling her. So why are you saying that? Also, I would hope that you feel like you can tell your wife to be anything, right? Well, apparently not. So, so don't dig a ditch. You've already dug a ditch. You know, <laughs> don't say, don't say, don't say that. So you told me you said you could tell me anything. Oh yeah, I shouldn't have said that. That was the biggest mistake. So we give out relationship advice on the show. Um, then the two ladies, uh, Megan's very busy. Kara uh, keeps trying to like pull Megan out of her work, and she's walking backwards, which is very dangerous. She shouldn't walk backwards, and she steps on a pine cone. And Megan was looked like she was going to lose her shit. They treated the destruction of this gold-covered pine cone as if that somebody just killed a baby. Like the <laughs> look on Megan's face, it was so absurd. I laughed out loud because the reaction was so out of whack with what just happened. And you could tell that Kara, like they, since they grew up together, you could tell Kara knew she was about to lose her shit. And Kara was like, okay, let's just yeah. go. Let's go. Let's just go now. We'll was, go find one. It was like that alternate scene in uh, Titanic. I don't know if you guys have seen that where it's like, the old woman's about ready to throw the hope diamond <laughs> in the water and like Bill packs and everybody uh, runs to her, tries to stop. Like, don't do it. Don't destroy it. Did they let her throw it in or did they take I, it? I think so. Yeah. I think Bill Paxton got to hold it for a little bit and then they, they gave it to her. She threw it in anyway. So yeah, it had that, it had that, that, that kind of gravity, I guess I'm trying to say. Um, 
So there you go. A reference to an outtake. So now we're outside. <laughs> where they're looking for more pine cones. They can't find a pine cone on, on, on the ground. That doesn't exist. So Kara uh, boosts up Megan. They fall on their ass, and we all laugh and laugh. Now and the pine cone falls. Yeah, I think they yeah fall down. Um, now Ben and Kara, they're having chocolate fondue. Ooh. Zoe has addresses. She has addresses, and she calls them. I have here. I wrote down choice. There's a there's a choice. Oh, she. So Zoe has seen the dresses <clears throat> at this point, and right. I, I don't think she was trying to shade the the dress picks because you know the colors are mixed up. I but I think she was kind of questioning like. This doesn't seem like a, a wedding dress, and this doesn't seem like a bridesmaid's dress, but, like, you know, you do you. Um, but let me send you pics, and she's trying to send them photos of what the dresses now look like because Zoe, Zoe still doesn't know that they're mixed up. She right. just thinks it looks yeah. unusual, unusual for what they would like. So she sends them a whole trove of pics, which Megan does not see. Because her phone fell into the couch. And because and because Kara is insisting on pulling Megan away from being type A, hey, like we're gonna go have a drink because she's they're trying to grab uh, Megan so that Sean can propose to her over Zoom, and so Megan doesn't know. Yes. So they're just like, let's go, let's go, let's go. Mm-hmm. Should try yeah. to change people. Maybe that's her problem. Should try to change people. Don't yeah. try to change Ben. He's gonna be secretive. It's never gonna stop. Don't try to change your friend into what you want. Stop trying to mold people. Yeah. Stop but then, it. But then the engage the the proposal turned out to be a bust because Sean was trying to warn them that mm-hmm. the ring actually hadn't made it yet, but they jumped the gun. Yeah, that's what happens. Yeah, uh, Sean shows up. He's online again, uh, but instead of a, a wedding ring, it's cufflinks. Yes. So that happens. So that, that so that's that's a disaster. So that's what happens next. But then then we're at the um, then uh, Daniel's Daniel the Lodge guy is hanging a letter. Kara reads it. Goldie stands behind her and reads it as well. Uh, what was this? So it's so it's an old. They, they think it's an old letter. That's these these the people from years ago. They they separated. Is that what it was? That's what she thinks yeah. it is. That what, they they base the the way the letter. I don't remember exactly what the letter said, but the if if it's up from this couple, the letter makes it sound like the 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 wife is the one that strayed. The wife is the one that right. ended things and moved on. Right. <laughs> okay. Oh man, the wife the wife moved on. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and there's like a sad. There's a. Dark black and white picture of the guy, and it's just he's 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 had his head turned. Who would take a picture of someone like that? Anyway, so anyway, back then they couldn't so now, they couldn't preview. Yeah. They didn't have digital cameras back then, so it might have been the only photo they got. Right. Yeah. Like I said, Ansel Adams is there on the scene. Um, so anyway, Kara talks to Megan, and so and then Ray the dad stops by. His name's Ray. That's the dad. Ray the dad. So okay, so he had I have he had her he had her dress cleaned. I don't know what that is. Her mom, um, the mom's wedding okay, dress, so the mom's dress. And once again, she's like, he's a secretive, he's secretive, he's secretive. So the dad says, "Listen, I, I um, I'm a private investigator. I'm a detective, and I trust this guy. 
Yeah, my instincts are good. Then the dad explains, he says, look, we went on our honeymoon. I had this big swimming event, you know, for your mom. Turns out your mom couldn't swim. Now, I think that's how she, that's how she died. I think it was like an action park situation. She drowned, she drowned in the water. So that's not good. So now I, now the next part. Okay. So now Ben and Kara, they've got, now they're wearing, they're, they're getting ready for trivia. I'm, grateful for the pandemic because it prevents me from ever going to a trivia event like this. Oh, yeah. this is a, a thing we see a lot in these hallmark movies is right before the wedding they have a trivia thing is that a thing that couples are actually doing right now i hate it is it yeah because it's lame i don't want to ever do this oh universe please don't torture me i don't want to do it yeah. i hate it yeah, so if you want to, again, in the, at least the good graces of me and Les, don't ever show us Brokeback Mountain or Call Me By Your Name or take us to a trivia night before a wedding. And, no, and Kurt don't. as well with the trivia night. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just, uh, me, just focus on the trivia. I'm going all in. Just take Kurt to get cake. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'll take cake. I, I, I don't know about this trivia thing. And I don't even know why I'm so adverse. I, I've, I have so many issues with it. But every time well, I see it, like? it turns me off. It just turns me off. So anyway, uh, so here we go. So what happens? Uh, so there we go. So stops by. We're uh, okay. Trivia. This is where he uh, he 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 goes into the bathroom to change his shirt because he has to put on a trivia shirt. Oh boy. Okay. So anyway, so now Zoe's back with the dress. And uh, oh, there's a, also there's a couple of guys who are wearing these team groom shirts. We we see them once. Mm-hmm. This is when we see them. Yeah. Well, I don't know where they came from. I don't know where they went. It's it's but, funny because before they showed these extras as being part of the groom's, uh, you know, this side of the wedding, I was thinking like all of these women are there for Kara, but besides his sister, who's there for Ben? Nobody. Uh, Sean's not there. There's a couple dudes, and we see him for like this a fleeting second. That's it. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. I wrote, who are they? Because his parents oh. aren't there, right? No, because he justified that his mom's in Australia. I guess. Yeah, I don't blame her. So now there's something about a mailbox that's inactive, uh, Aldera Creek or something. Aldera, uh, that they. Yeah, um, that's who owned the other 10%. That that was the 10% stake is this company called Aldera Creek. And and, uh, Kara is grilling Kurt's favorite person, Daniel, about Aldera Creek. I don't mind him. Yeah. And he's like, oh, yeah, they, you know, they, I still see junk mail from them coming here. And so Kara snaps a pic of the junk mail. Yes. Which should be illegal. Oh, it probably and, b- is. and by the way, we yep. discovered that the the date on the letters were wrong because she thought it was 1948, but it turned out to be 1978. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and the letter, by the way, is both addressed and signed with only a, a single letter initial, not right. signed with full names and not even first and last initial, just an initial. Right. Okay. 
All right, so trivia night happens. Uh, I can just let you know for those keeping score, Team Bride wins. That's all we 12 need to, to 10. Know. She knows nothing about uh, Ben. He used to have frosted tips. Um, and uh, he got Kara's thing wrong. They don't know each other. Well, the, the groom's not going to win that one because all the guys that are there for the groom have j- literally just met her on the uh, that day on set because they were right. hired as extras. Right. Yes, exactly. Nobody knows anything. Um, so then she confronts Ben about why are you such a liar? What's the problem here? Why are you lying about snow camp? I found out what's going on. So he, he explains himself. You idiot. I bought you. A, I'm buying you a hotel, idiot. I found out you're a big liar. So, yeah, that's right. So they go through that. He explains himself. She tells him about that junk mail we just talked about. Then the couple figured out. They say, look at the junk mail. It's a it's junk mail from like some music publishing company. So it's obviously Goldie who owns the 10%. So they confront her. It's her. And and Ben is ready. He makes his pitch. He says, look, I want to do this. And I got this, the snow park. And, and it turns God out. God knows if he's telling the truth. The guy's a liar. It turns yes. out that Goldie's the people who owns it daughter. She's the daughter. I want to yeah. know why Goldie only owned 10%. Maybe she sold the rest of it for, like, shares for money. Maybe. Maybe she's she visiting Camp Snow with uh, Daniel. Maybe. She kept part of it so they could keep her on as a piano player. Yeah. That's good. Create your own job. Now, Cassie? No, Kara? What's her name? Kara. 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 Uh, Kara is sewing. I didn't. She's sewing a piece of her mom's dress. I don't know under what. She doesn't have. She doesn't have the other dress. So, so. the the reason the dad brought the mom's dress is so that she that Kara could take part of it and sew it into her new dress. Like that's the thing that sometimes brides will do. So the dad brought it for that. So. And so Kara right now is just taking a piece out of her mom's dress so that she can put it in her dress when it arrives. Oh, okay. You sew it like and just you you sew it. Does yeah. it become like that Dolly Parton song where it's like that the coat you know, of many the colors? There, yeah. it, it's not a quilt. It's literally just like a, it's a, it's more sentimental than anything. You want a piece of your mom with you, so you put a piece yeah. of the dress inside your dress. Okay, I was thinking Islands of the Storm. What's that song? Islands of the Storm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, well. So then um, the next morning they all wake up and there's lots of snow. No, 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 Daniel. Not that kind of snow. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, he got excited. Lots of snow. No, it's a it's a freak snow. This is a freak snow, like super freak. But and then they're like, hey, there's certain things, you know, look, we have to have the wedding today. The snow is going to delay. And they say that. There's not, there's not going to be any cake. Now, that's the part I got upset because you yeah. guys said you cried during the movie. I almost cried. I thought there's not going to be any Her, snow coming. Who had the bigger reaction? Uh, Kara? I mean, uh, Megan, when Kara <laughs> stepped in the pine code, or you when you found out that there was not going to be a wedding cake? I believe I, that, that, that's disturbing. But they did have cake. They found, they scrounged up some cake. Yeah. They're also yeah, going to do. Yeah, they got a bunch of stuff. They, there's, they said that they can't be a DJ. That's all right. They got Megan's mom to be the DJ and then they had lots of pre-wedding a DJ crap. and wedding officiant. He's the DJ. I'm the rapper. Yeah. And then it's, and then Ben and Kara, Ben and Kara's 
dad? They don't have the same dad. Oh, 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 no, yeah. Kara's dad comes to see Ben. Yeah. And he's like, he's like, do you promise to do right by my little girl? What is that? That's kind of um, uh, cryptic. I mean, obviously, you're going to say yes. Well, I mean, if this were a Lifetime movie, that would be a veiled threat. Yeah. Do you promise to do right by my little girl? I'd be like, well, I don't understand the question, so I can't answer that. Yeah, be be more specific in, re- in yeah. regards to making sure she gets cake at this wedding. I'm working on it, dude. <laughs> That's the way I'd answer that. I say, well, look, I don't really know what you're asking, so I'm just I just gonna say no because I don't really know what you're talking about. <laughs> Kurt, you would be like, I only view things through the lens of will there be cake? Yeah, is there gonna be cake? Do you promise to do right by my cake? Now. Uh, okay, so here comes the wrong dresses. Uh, Zoe shows up. She's got the wrong dresses. She's a disaster as an intern. She's fired from a job that she doesn't get paid. So that happens. Uh, Their so reaction he- to the wrong <laughs> wedding dress and bridesmaid's dress was smaller than the reaction to a broken mm. pine cone. Yes. <laughs> That's right. Uh, now, she, now, Ben's got uh, Sean as a, as his remote, as his virtual best man, which I thought I thought he was using Zoe as the best woman. Well, she so fucked up the dresses. Woman and the best man. She fucked up the dresses, so that's you know, oh, that's she's like you're fired. So, yeah, she's out. All right, that's understandable. Now we see the wedding room. Everyone is there. Everyone is there. Everyone is there. And now she shows up. She's wearing the, her mom's dress. Maybe she should have just done that to begin with. Because right. you know, well, so, so they right before that, they had said, oh, wait, we do have a dress. Or or they said, well, I forget how they worded it. But when they said that, I, I then went to the title of this movie, which is called One Perfect Wedding. And the fact that yeah. they had actually technically made a wedding dress for Megan and a bridesmaid's dress for Kara. And the fact that, like, Sean has been trying to, like, do this proposal with Megan. For a second, I was like, oh, is there going to be a twist? And actually, Megan's the one that gets married in this movie? That would have been good. Oh. Yeah. So. that, Yeah. Okay, so she's wearing a mom's Did not happen that way, by the way. Dad cries. What's that? I said it did not happen that way, by the way. No. No, no, no. Now, is this where you guys cried? You guys said you, you cried. Did you cry when she walked in with, with the wedding dress on? I cried uh, I cried at that scene with uh, Ben and Kara's dad. I definitely cried in that scene, and I cried... Uh, I don't know if I cried when Sean proposed. There was one other time I cried. It might have just been like... Uh, ben and Kara actually getting married or one of the toasters. It was something stupid like that. Okay. How about you, Les? Does it, was that the same thing? It's coming, it's coming up. Okay. Oh, it's coming up. Okay, we'll get there. All right, so now uh, the actual wedding. And so it's, it's happening. They're dancing with sparklers, which could potentially burn the place down. They were playing I mean, Calvin Harris. Could... They licensed yeah. the Calvin Harris song for this movie. Michelle. Oh, I know. That feels Michelle so close, was on right? it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel so close to you right now. That song, yeah. Spent some money on that. So uh, <laughs> I like that they showed Michelle, the mom, with like the, the headphones on, like DJ. Yeah. She was doing her thing, yeah. Uh, the cakes look pretty good. They uh, put together a cake. I think Zoe uh, put that together. So, yes. Good on that. 
of course, Megan catches the bouquet. Of course, a couple dances. Um, okay, what's okay? Uh, we, we find out that Sean used to call Ben his secret squirrel because the cufflinks had uh, a secret squirrel in it. I don't know how uh, Sean knew he was keeping secrets, but I guess he figured it out. So now it's the morning, and I guess uh, I guess they did it. They did the deed. They're, they're wearing robes. They're smiling. Yes. Things happened. Um, activity. And then uh, the agent, Kara is reading the agent the book uh, that she just seems to remember. Because she wasn't, she wasn't even reading it, wasn't no, she? she was just she's like, reading her pitch to her. She was doing what? She's reading her pitch of the new book. Oh, yes. okay. She just had notes that she's referring to. Okay. The agent likes it. And Which, by the way, could have been handled in an email. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so Daniel brings a box. And it's the box as the, the ring from, from Sean. Now, Megan, Megan is reading, Megan is reading Kara's book, which we saw at the beginning of, of, of the movie. Right. Book ended. And, and Kara, and she's surprised because Kara comes in and wants to spend time with Megan. And Megan's like, well, it's your honeymoon. Kara wants to spend time with everyone. Now, I agree with Kara on this because she decided to have this, this, this wedding event, this wedding thing, getaway where all, all our friends are there. Mm-hmm. I think she should spend time with those other people. Yeah, if you're doing a destination wedding, the whole point is to be on vacation with a bunch of your loved ones. Right. So we see eye to eye on that. Kara and I. Now it's time for uh, snowboarding. Uh, we find out that now uh, Goldie is going to sell the lodge, sell it 10%. And then we, and then, uh, so the, the two ladies go up at the snowboarding top of the mountain. And we see that her mom and Ben are there and they've got, Oh, what is it called? Uh, what's that? I don't know what the word for that, but it's like some kind of a, it's like a hoop. Yeah, not it's an awning. Hoop, it's a, an arch. Kind of yeah, like an arch. Yeah. And Sean FaceTimes in or however he does it, uses Skype or Zoom, whatever the kids are using these days, gives a lovely speech. It was a good. I, I wasn't emotional during this. This, this oh. must have been your emotional moment less, but yes, I did think it was, it. Yeah. I did think it was very sweet. That was it. It, it, And it was actually nice to be able to elicit an emotional response from the audience watching at home when Sean's like doing his proposal over Zoom. He's not even there, but it's so heartfelt. And the way they they filmed it, the way they framed it, uh, it was actually really well done. Yeah. No, I thought that was that was a well done scene. Uh, I think maybe perhaps things will work out well. For these kids. Well, the maybe end. we'll get one winter baby. Yeah. There's no reason why we shouldn't. Although they haven't had a baby movie, have So, they? like, Megan and Sean should, like, get married now. Right. Oh, that's true. And oh, he yeah, was there overseas. we go. Yeah. Like, he was overseas. Oh, and then another thing, which you could tell that they're changing because Megan was like, well, I can move where you are and work remotely. So she didn't have to give up her job. She was just going to work remotely right. online. Right. I no one has to move anywhere these days. I, I can't wait till the, the next movie in the series with this uh, certainly newly uh, newly expanded worldview of Hallmark where, where they do one winter key party. Wait, <laughs> there you go. 
That's awesome. I would, I definitely want to watch that. That one I would, I'd remember. But yeah, this is good. This is a good movie. This was a good movie. I agree. We were due for a good Hallmark movie. It was all right. You guys liked it more than I did. Yeah, well, probably. Had its moments. Had its moments. Well, anyhow. But I, but I like to call me by your name. You, you no. guys didn't like that. Oh, Fuck no. Him. Yeah. I can see the age disparage. I, I guess that's a little that strange. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. Like it's already sort really... it's already a a somewhat borderline questionable plot point about the book and then yeah. in casting where it's visually more stark uh made it mm-hmm. seem even more inappropriate. Because right. and, because and the thing is if they would have picked an age appropriate actor it would not have looked bad. Right. 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 It would it would, would seem like, oh, they're a little closer in age, like, you know, maybe they really are in love. Uh, you know, right. and maybe maybe age is just a number, but like when he's, you know, looks mm-hmm. like he's almost twenty years older and this kid is playing an actual kid, uh, or this okay. guy is playing an actual kid, it just it felt uncomfortable to me as a viewer. Yeah. Okay. I was creeped out by I, I wanted to confirm this the title. There's a movie called An Education. With uh, Carrie Mulligan and Peter Sarsgaard, I didn't like that because the age it. age difference was not was uh, weird in that. But she made up for it in Promising Young Woman. That was her revenge. In that, yeah, <laughs> that's great. I like that movie a lot. Anywho, if you want to get a hold of me. You can find me on Facebook at Kirkendall Barrett Presentations, or you can find me on at my website, Les Kirkendall Barrett. Jason. So uh, we say this all the time, but we love to keep banging the drum that we would love, love, love if everyone <clears throat> left a, a five-star review on whatever podcasting platform you're listening on, because it is a way for uh, us to, to rank a little bit higher for more people to find the show. Uh, yes. We're, we're, we're going to be trying out some things to hopefully uh, find audience in different ways, uh, so that, that'll help as well. Uh, you can find all of us on Instagram at Lifetime of Hallmark Podcast. You can find me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Big shot jason kurt just kurt fitzpatrick.com kurt with a k you get to see old uh stuff i've done i have nothing else going on but the future's so bright i gotta wear shades that's <laughs> timbuk three right. and check out my other podcasts i have a podcast called the reality reading rainbow where i talk about books uh written by reality stars and i also interview people as well and i also have a uh a podcast about soap operas called Less Love Soaps. So check either one of them out. Hmm. Anything else? I don't think so. I got nothing. All right, I'm hungry. So we're... <laughs> so until next time, bye. 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 bye.